welcome to State Scoop's podcast series on IT modernization in government, underwritten this week by Okta and Kerasoft. I'm your host, Jake Williams, and in today's episode, we're talking about the importance of accelerating digital services in state and local government. Joining us today are Kelsey Nelson, product marketing manager at Okta, specializing in security solutions. Prior to joining Okta, Kelsey led product and business communications at tech startups, varying from enterprise software to ed tech. Kelsey, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here this morning. Also joining us today is Keith Casey, Group Product Part Marketing Manager at Okta. Keith currently works on identity and authentication APIs with the platform team. Previously, he served as an early developer evangelist at Twilio. Keith, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this. For government services, especially among state and local agencies, the public is used to conducting most business in person. But the coronavirus pandemic shifted all operations to the virtual space, which left many agencies scrambling to ensure that they could deliver on their mission. Fortunately, prior to the pandemic, state and local governments had been making steady headway to modernize their IT systems. Keith, we're going to go to you first. How do you see the efforts to improve the delivery of digital services being impacted by the pandemic? I, th- I think there's a variety of ways. I think the, the biggest and most obvious is crunch timelines. Things that were very important at one, two, three quarters from now, maybe even a year from now, uh, suddenly became very important one, two, three weeks. Um, per- on a personal level, I've been working to get my car title changed. And seeing the office close and not having a, a good mechanism for resolving that issue has been really frustrating. And because uh, we're looking at registration renewals and things like that, and there's there's just we're struggling with this. And uh, a- agencies are doing that across the board and trying to figure out what to do next and what to do first has made a lot of people struggle with it. Kelsey, what do you see as the biggest near-term and, and longer-term challenges that government officials face in taking advantage of those services? Yeah, you know, we hear a lot about this uh, sort of shift, and I think to Keith's point, making a lot of that shift into adopting cloud services, into delivering new digital services to citizens, it's that timeline has been crunched uh, in in a really, really uh, massive way. And so what we saw initially, and I think when the pandemic first hit is there was a really rapid shift to how do I even make sure that my my agency's employees are able to get work done? I think we saw something like less than 10% of agencies had a regular work from home or teleworking uh, ability for, for their agency workers. And so being able to, to enable that first and foremost and make sure that we can keep things running as smoothly as possible while we are kind of in these uncertain times was that was that first priority. But now as we look ahead into what's what's next, I think you know, some of what Keith just raised and, and how do I as a citizen start to take and the services that I'm used to, updating licenses, renewals that maybe happened in person, not only do we need to make sure that our workers can can deliver those services or be productive in you know, kind of uncertain, uncertain work scenarios, but also how do I deliver these new digital services? Are there ways that I can do these more efficiently, deliver them more efficiently? Are there ways that, um, you know, I can make sure that someone like Keith can renew, renew his car from home um, or not need to come into an agency office? And so I think a lot of what government officials are questioning right now is what can I shift? What can I what can I deliver and how do I do so in a in a in an efficient way, but also without compromising security, which is, you know, I, I think unfortunately, while while most of us had to move into a, a shelter in place and be kind of put things on pause, many things on pause, our threat actors were not. They definitely were were on the rise during this time. And so 
you know, I think that that balance is is really critical and and challenging for for these agencies as they look ahead. Yeah, I think that's a key point, right? Because we we are trying to uh, both serve the citizens in a moment of crisis, but also improve the way that business is being done long term. So, Keith, what are some of the ways that technology developments like the cloud, APIs, and containers are, are really helping agencies shorten their delivery cycles to improve citizen services? So, I think there's a, a couple different ways. One of the first uh, one of the first is it's allowing them allowing agencies to uh, reuse standards and protocols. Uh, so getting down into the, the deep technical layer for a second, a lot of times we, if we rewind five, 10 years ago, when we first started building these systems, there weren't standard patterns, there weren't protocols, there weren't uh, ways of doing things that were compatible across agencies. So we ended up with a lot of individual silos and those individual silos, they, they didn't share anything at a like an architecture level, and then they didn't share anything at a protocol level. So now that we're trying to have those systems communicate, they don't have a common language to use. And so when we're thinking about as we, we move to the cloud and we start integrating these services, just the fact that they're using the same protocols, that they, they use the same communications layer, even if it's not shared immediately, just that they're speaking the same language is immensely valuable. Because now when the, the DMV needs to interact with some, another agency, well, now everyone's speaking the same language, so it's that much easier. Then you go in, into the next layer of actually sharing those services, of having a, a single sign-on system, of having a communications platform, of whatever the case may be, of, well, let, let's not just speak the same language, let's share the same service. Because it turns out that every agency needs to be really good at something, but not necessarily everything. So obviously we're we're biased towards single sign-on. You know, a login page is necessary for the vast majority of services out there, but it's not exciting. It's not it's not interesting. It's not the thing that drives the agency. It's mandatory, but it's not the thing that they do well and that they do better than everybody else. So we always say, uh, hand that off to somebody else. Hand that off to us. Let us do that well, and now let's share that across all the different groups so that they can reuse these things. Uh, so that that's at the the technical layer. When we move sort of one layer up, and we start thinking about the the patterns that got us here, when we're sitting there building things on premise, and we we have these systems that don't need to communicate, we have a certain set of patterns that we use, and they've worked forever. They've worked for 10, 20 years at this point. But once we move things to the cloud, and we have this this idea of shared protocols and eventually shared services and uh, service layers and that sort of thing. Our patterns can change. The old rule book that we used to have, the old constraints that we used to have, have all changed. And if we don't throw that out or at least stop and reevaluate all those things, we end up building silos in the cloud. We don't take advantage of these things. So really, um, I always tell people, first look at how you can share protocols so systems can communicate better. Then look at how you, how you can share a layer so systems don't have to have their own layer of everything. Login page is obvious example of that. And after that, be willing to reevaluate or in some cases throw out your old playbook and use the tools and the medium that you have available. Kelsey, I'm going to go over to you. Can you share some examples of where you're seeing some customer success stories? You know, I think a lot of what Keith was talking through, you know, the challenges around those different silos and, and making sure that we can you know, make things easier uh, and make it so that those, those agencies can can deliver on the things that they're great at is, uh, you know, where we're seeing a lot of success. So take, for example, the city of Las Vegas. So they, um, you know, they, 
they wanted to find different ways that they can interact with the many residents. I think they have something over half a million, um, 650,000 of of residents, but certainly many, many more visitors that they have every year. And so they needed a way that they make sure to make sure that all of the the citizens that are within that community and all of the people that they're serving are as successful as possible. Um, and, you know, I think uh, one of the things they called out as uh, one of their directors of innovation is just that silo issue that Keith talked about, right? As a, as a citizen, nothing's more frustrating than when you have to log in to one system to pay a parking ticket, but then I have to log into another system to then pay, you know, utilities. And so, we want to make sure that we can make things as easy as possible. And that's really what they were oriented towards. And so as a part of that journey, first and foremost, was making sure that we can consolidate a lot of those different systems from for the workers themselves. And so really grounding it in how can we make sure that the people who work for the city of Las Vegas are able to access core services, things like email, things like um, you know, the the core HR systems and make sure that that access is seamless and also that it's protected by something like MFA, especially in today's environment. Security is paramount. And so really grounding it in that piece first and making sure that that part of it is seamless and now looking ahead to how can we start to apply that same philosophy into our citizen-facing services as well. Um, and so I think they're doing some interesting things on on how they can they can better leverage that same uh, and, and extend that that identity foundation into citizen facing services too uh, and their citizen portals. And I think uh, I'm excited to see what's coming next. I, I don't have anything yet to share, but uh, hopefully we'll have some more soon. Well, we're certainly excited to hear about it when you when you are ready to share about it. So that's that's exciting, Keith. Based on what you're seeing with your customers and what you're seeing on the technology horizon, what recommendations would you offer to state and local officials to help them speed up the delivery of those digital services? There's a variety of things they could do. Um, I already mentioned look at shared protocols and, and shared layers and what can you reuse between those components, like Kelsey was talking about. Uh, but I'd also say get a good feel for what's going on with your peers, your comparators, your other cities like you, other agencies like you across the country and see what they're doing. Um, for years now, we've had efforts like Code for America and other groups along those lines that have, have worked to not only build interesting things, but to try to apply data and reuse it in interesting ways that no one really planned on. Um, we have services all across the board. One of my favorites here in Austin is ATX Floods. It's a real simple site that pulls in information and shows you that when we do have massive flooding, um, like which roads, which which bridges need work or are underwater right then. And it's a limited use, very specific timing website. But if you applied that to, if you turn around and you applied that to uh, traffic information, to a variety of different things, you'd, you'd see, oh, well, wait a minute. We don't have to come up with those concepts ourselves. We can just take those, copy them, reapply them in interesting and useful ways uh, with a fraction of the effort. So I would say you're not in it alone. Look to see what your peers are doing. They're doing some amazing things. Kelsey, what about you? Any any final thoughts here? Any uh, Anything you want to end on? Uh, I Well, for one, I want to go visit Austin. Hopefully that is a, a near-term, a relatively near-term opportunity. Um, but two, you know, I think citizen services, it's these kinds of these kinds of interactions that Keith was ju- was just talking to, they're so foundational and they're so impactful on all of the people that, on all of us. And so I think 
it's a it's a great you know the, these timelines and this shift that has been pushed on pushed on for many of us are forced to to move up you know it's it's definitely not an easy ask but i do think it really opens up a lot of doors for innovation and i'm i'm excited to see to see what we can do um so it gives me gives me some hope Absolutely. Well, I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there for today, but Kelsey Nelson and Keith Casey, thank you so much for joining us to talk about accelerating digital services for state and local government. And thanks also to Okta and Karasov for underwriting today's episode. Look for more from our IT Modernization and Government series on statescoop.com and our Statescoop radio channels on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn, and wherever else you might get some podcasts. This is Jake Williams. 